Welcome to Nuance in Healthcare, a project by Nuance Communications. I'm your host, Jeff Large. On today's show, I spoke with Dr. Lucian Newman III, the Chief Medical Information Officer for Nuance. Additionally, Dr. Newman is a general surgeon practicing in Gadsden, Alabama. He has served on the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Alabama Position Advisory Board for the past 17 years, of which the last six he served as chair. We'll pick up the conversation where he provides a bit more details on his regular responsibilities. I'm Dr. Lucian Newman III. I'm a general surgeon practicing in Gadsden, Alabama. I've been in private practice for 27 years. I have served on the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Alabama Physician Advisory Board for 17 years, being chair of the last six. And also, I have a special interest in surgical coding and am a chief medical information officer for Nuance. And so, obviously, those are a lot of things. What does your average week look like? Well, obviously, the recent pandemic has changed that dramatically. But I would say that I see patients generally three days a week and operate five days a week. And so you just mentioned it yourself. We are sort of looking at this potentially post. So we're sort of at a weird time frame. It seems to be that the pandemic may be slowing down in some states, maybe not in others. But I also know, or we both know, that hospitals and physicians and doctors are sort of looking at how do we even begin recovery? And I know you hold an interesting viewpoint. Can you explain that? How would a hospital or a doctor start recovery? Well, I think, first of all, the reality of viruses affecting life in the United States has been around for over 100 years. And so the new coronavirus is not substantially different from other viruses that we have encountered. The difficulty with this one is the rapidity with which it hit. And so, you know, with the coronavirus, I think all of us have been educated to the fact that patients with comorbidities, such as the elderly nursing home population, or more susceptible to, we'll say, suboptimal outcomes if they catch the disease. And so, in, in reality, you know, every patient that goes to a hospital has more complications if they have comorbidities. And yet, it's never been the practice of doctors, per se, to really focus on proving the sickness or health of that patient. And so, that is something that all the insurance companies are interested in, all the hospitals are interested in, because we live in an increasingly analytic world. And so there's a concept that I euphemistically have called the patient you never see. And what that means is, is that if I'm working in a region, regardless of where that is, my work will be compared within that hospital, within the hospital group, within the state, within the county. And that information is sent and it is publicly available. It's not a HIPAA problem is my work and the results can be viewed, whether that's on sites like Health Grades or WWW Hospital Compare or Angie's List or the State Department of Health. And so the patient you never see is someone that is looking for a service that you may provide at one of your facilities. And perhaps you haven't done such a good job of coding your work. In other words, proving the sickness or health of your patient. And therefore, you're lumped together with everybody else that does it that way. And so my belief is very strongly that you should always work very hard to make sure you're getting credit for taking care of people that have comorbidities, whether that be diabetes, obesity, heart disease, hypertension. You know, the code book is full of those. You know, the whole ICD system has been 
maligned over the years because it is used for reimbursement. But the reality is, is that the ICD system was created for very noble purposes to study why people were dying and what we could do differently. So the patient you never see is someone who shops for services based on information that's available most of the time online and looks at you and says, you know what, it looks like this other person does it better. So I'm going to go see them. You never see them. And so the unfortunate part of that is that the people who are most likely to pay their bills and to be insured that can actually pay your bills is that same subset, is the people who really care about things. So that's the reason I think that there should be an enhanced focus. And ironically, the coronavirus and the discussion we've had lately plays right into that. Mm -hmm. So if I had to recap then uh, some of these things that you're saying to me, so you could be a physician and you could be doing an excellent job, but if you're not properly coding, it might look like to the rest of the world who might be researching your services that you aren't doing a good job. Is that correct? That's exactly right. And, and, you know, because as I mentioned, you will be lumped into the same group as other ones of your colleagues. And so we look at that data in lumps, whether it's in a hospital or, as I said, a hospital group or in the State Department of Health. And so all they can do is line that up based on information they have. They cannot line that up based on information they don't have. So, for example, if I did an appendectomy on somebody that has diabetes and all I said was diabetes, not uncontrolled diabetes. And in fact, most of the appendectomies I do can go home fairly quickly in one day or so. But if that patient has uncontrolled diabetes and, and we don't acknowledge that and they stay four days, not a complication of their surgery, but just to get their blood sugar under control, that ends up looking like it took me five days to take care of an appendix. And so it's in your best interest to always make sure that the person on the other end of the bill that you're sending gets that information so that it lines up appropriately. All right. So obviously that's very important. And where do we even begin? How do you receive information on how to do a better job? So I think some of this is intuitive to most physicians, but the problem is, is that as a general surgeon or an orthopedic surgeon, you're not treating diabetes. And I'm not suggesting that they should treat the diabetes. I'm suggesting they should make sure that their work acknowledges that that's being treated. And the training, you know, we don't really receive training in medical school or residency on coding. As I mentioned, it's always been kind of at the back end. And so hospitals provide coding education. There are many online courses, but my belief is the optimum situation is to have better tools at our fingertips at the point of service that allow us to do that. And those tools do exist today. And so I'm suggesting that every surgeon should investigate tools such as that that can be used as they're doing their job that make them better coders. Because, you know, listen, we live in a heavily analytic world driven by data. And I think that Doctors are no different than business people and bankers and insurance. You, you can do your job better with more information. You know, we really don't want the doctors to become data aggregators. They don't need to just go out and search for all this stuff. It ought to just be put in there right in front of them and let them use their brain to decide what kind of things impact the perceived quality of that care. No, excellent. And so again, if I'm going to recap the things that I'm hearing so far, we're talking about making sure that you're doing an accurate job with your coding to get the proper documentation um, that will be seen by other people. And then on top of it, you're suggesting that we need to look into the 
courses and the tools that can actually help us so we can stay focused on our own jobs and then allow some of these tools that exist to help us with the coding. We don't need to be coding experts per se. Um, we can leverage some of these tools. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, I, th I think it is. Now, uh, keep in mind that every large organization has health information management professionals who are duty bound to help us get to that end. What I'm suggesting is that we need to do use these tools that are available to help give them better information so that they can paint the appropriate picture of your care. Excellent. This was great. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Newman. No problem. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Nuance in Healthcare. To realize your improved revenue, visit nuance.com forward slash revenue.